0: Top of the new year to all you laddies and lasses and all the nine binary folks at the internet net. That was a ba- good way to start, I that swear. Was, that was almost an Irish. it
1: was pretty close. <laughs> it was almost there. Oh.
0: Nah, I can't do it. The only accents I could do very well, it... Goes from very Cockney accent to Australian accent. And I will admit, I will be crossing it over. It's just, yeah, I'm not gonna, even going to attempt to do we an gotta, accent. We got to go
1: do an accent day over on the Patreon and just butcher all of these.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is very fair. But good day to all you lovely folks on the internet land.
1: <laughs> hey, that's not bad, eh? That's not bad at all.
0: Yeah. See, this is more interesting than what some of SmackDown was. You but see, hey
1: everyone. It, it already happened. We're already not talking SmackDown on the SmackDown review. That's how good the SmackDown
0: was. Oh my goodness. You can also tell that we haven't been in the same recording in quite some time, but yes. It's been a while. We, I so I haven't watched
1: Smackdown officially. I've watched I've checked in with it a few times while I was directing the show and whatnot. And then we took a month off from SmackDown for various reasons. So we're back now at the beginning of 2024 to review. The New Year's, whatever that was, SmackDown from the other day. Oh, man, what? I have questions of
0: one of which. Has it been like this the last few months? I will say it's had its ups and downs. The best thing to come out of this is the last couple of weeks have been the this United States number one contender tournament, which has been really fun. Sure. Gotten some fun matches. I think it's been okay. This episode left me with a lot of questions, though, specifically the main event, because everything else for me was fine. But I was okay with everything. And we've
1: talked about this. We talked about this over the summer, too. Sometimes these folks just need a stage manager. Who's ever doing the production of some of these are just off the wall. The timing of things and the amount of time certain things take and what in the hell is happening. I tried to take notes on this. I'm paraphrasing. If anyone out there wants to go full nerd on me, you can. I want to say that by minute... 20 yeah here we go it's been 73 minutes there's been 23 minutes of wrestling there have been two there were two eight 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 minute matches and then like a four minute in into a commercial break that means there's almost an hour of just not wrestling commercials and weird promos and recaps of things that we already know i haven't been watching consistently and the recaps were things that i already knew what is going on
0: we'll talk with about the timing the of this stuff yeah we'll talk about the recaps because I'm like listen I know that there was not a smackdown last week due to the holidays thank you Papa H for letting the performers and the wrestlers actually spend have a whole week off for Christmas and New Year's yeah but man this was weird also I have a bone to pick with Toronto because this crowd was not it for me either I was like what is happening we're Toronto Vancouver which, oh, which wait, Canada?
1: was which it? part of Canada were we in
0: now you're making me question it. Oh no, don't get this wrong. No, it's Vancouver, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get mad at you, Mikey. The Canadians are nice. I, I'm sorry, eh? The
1: Canadians <laughs> are great. The Canadian. Normally, the wrestling fans up there are diehards. They're all in on it. And they were silent for a lot of matches. I was like, ooh, okay. And we'll talk about some of those as we, we move forward. But I was like, they are tuned out. And again, to me, that speaks to the live event being drawn out and probably not running the way it should, because that's how the TV thing felt. The other, Oh, my goodness. Production-wise,
0: I have a lot of issues. And
1: we haven't even started the review yet. We haven't even talked about the actual show.
0: (laughs) To be fair, it has been a hot minute since we've been in the same room reviewing SmackDown. But let's just jump into it. I'm going to be honest, this probably was... Wrestling wise, this was probably my favorite thing, and this opened the show. (laughs) (laughs) We have the finals of the United States Championship Number One Contenders Tournament that's been going on for the last couple weeks, and the finals see Kevin Owens taking on Santos Escobar. Before the match even starts, we get two things: number one, Logan Paul appears, and he is on commentary. Which I was very worried when he showed up on commentary. He d- wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be, but that's because half of the time he was playing to the crowd, half the time he was actually doing commentary. And so I was okay with it. And then the second thing is, too, is <laughs> Santos had his new homies, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, ran off by LWO, so now it was just strictly one-on-one, no interference, which I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for fixing that. <laughs> I Again, we've talked so
1: much Logan Paul in the past. I don't want to give up too much time to him because I have not liked Logan Paul and the Paul brothers since Vine. If anyone knows Vine way back in the day, I had my issues with them then. So I'm over this social media star thing. And part of that does come from I'm old jealous white guy. I get it. I know that. But there's also part of me that's over. Some of it overstates the welcome. That being said, if you're going to go full heel, Logan Paul's so good as a heel is ridiculous good at being the heel because you just look at him and I hate you. That's all it takes. So I I, And I have to appreciate and I do respect the fact that he's a good wrestler. He's good at this. And apparently backstage, he's really kind to everybody and professional and on his podcasts and folks he's talked to. So he's doing everything right. There's still a part of me that kind of goes when I see him, but that's what makes him such a good heel. I have that gut reaction every time I see him. You're right. I I think I did have a little bit of a, oh God, what are you going to do at the commentary table moment myself? I thought he went for the audience though. Just because if if they're going to come for you, go right back at them and make it theater. Leave it to let Corey Graves and them figure it out. Sort out the other things. The match I thought was solid. I thought it was good work on both of them. They're pros. They were fun. There was a great moment where it was, oh, what did he say? Never try to suplex Kevin Owens. Why? This. Boom. And then Kevin Owens reverses it and gets him right down. I think there were a few spots in the middle. You might have caught it where I think Santos was rushing a little bit. I'm not exactly sure what was happening. He had a few slips. There were a few quick miscue things in that second half there that could have been anything, though. But I thought they worked really well together. It was Honorable Santos taking the pin, but still looking really strong. Like they fought super hard in this one. I thought that it was a great start. And then from here on out, I was in a lot place for the rest of SmackDown.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed this match. And again, like I said, Match wise is probably did the most for me from beginning to end. We got really? two commercial breaks through this thing, which was like very nice. This, yeah, this was the first 17, 18 minutes was this.
1: Sadly, there was eight minutes of commercials in it, but still good.
0: It was. And of course, Kevin Owens picks up the win here, mm-hmm. which means he is the new number one contender. And this kind of leads into Logan Paul coming off of the commentary table, jumping onto the apron with the mic, basically berating Kevin Owens, and then, bam, right in the kisser.
1: My only problem with this, and we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it now. Logan Paul gets hit in the face, holds his jaw. Twenty minutes later, in the promo of Logan Paul walking backstage, has Ice holding his forehead
0: <laughs> We gotta have continuity, you guys. Oh, come man. on! I, I clocked that same thing. I was like, "Man, I was like, what? You me didn't me get me hit off. there? What happened?"
1: to face, like, oh come on, guys! Here, just take this ice and go. I was like, jeez, just those little things. If you just clean up those little things, you are never gonna get people like me poking holes at you. Come on.
0: Yeah, but with Kevin Owens winning this tournament, it's going to be him versus Logan Paul for the United States yeah. Championship at Royal Rumble. So Gosh, that's in three
1: weeks. <laughs> uh, we have so much to talk about between now and three weeks. I think that'll be a great match, though.
0: I think so, too. Uh,
1: I, I think such a... Oh, I almost said something I should never say about Logan Paul. Such a diversity of skill sets. That's a much better <laughs> way of saying it.
0: That's uh,
1: much uh, better way of saying it. <laughs> I was going to say uh, such a diversity in skill sets and abilities and what they're good at. But at the same time, complementing each other really well. Kevin Owens isn't afraid to high fly. Kevin Owens will jump off those things, as will Logan Paul. They'll take the risks. They'll do those things. And Kevin is so safe. And we've talked about this a bunch of times, how such a safe worker Kevin is. So I think he'll really take care of Logan Paul. I, I, that has the potential to be huge when we see it in three weeks. That's a, That'll be fun.
0: Agreed. <laughs> and then we get into... <laughs> So here's the thing. And I've addressed this on multiple occasions. This is Mikey getting on my soapbox, and I have been called out by a couple of people on the internet for this, telling me to get over it. But I will never get over it. I'm tired of the recap segments. I'm like, I have watched oh, the product. Yeah. I understand why they're there, but it still annoys me because we get our first of three recaps of all the participants who are in our main event. So this one... Recaps how we set up this triple threat match. And this one primarily focuses on Randy Orton.
1: And I'm just like, I, we can talk about each one if you want. I, again, like I said, I've checked in a few times, but I haven't watched consistently for the last few months. And I knew everything in these recaps. So even someone who isn't weekly on the product, like you're saying, I still knew where we were going and why. So why do we, you're taking up all this time and momentum. And maybe that's why the crowd was so upset because you're making the crowd watch this recap in the arena. <laughs> of course, they're going to be bored to tears by the time they get to some of these other matches. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'm more for show me the content instead of, again, I'm going to be, I'm going to be disgruntled with <laughs> this whole review. <laughs>
0: And that continues because then we get to the aforementioned Logan Paul putting the ice in the wrong place <laughs> as he's heading backstage. <laughs> he's
1: like, what are you doing?
0: And as Kathy Kelly is trying to get an interview, she is interrupted at, by Grayson Waller and Austin Theory talking about, hey, he got a hit. Like, we got to go take it to the medical office. And then in comes Cameron Grimes, which him and Grayson have a sh- bit of a shoving match before being separated. And everyone goes their different ways, which sets. Grayson versus Cameron Grimes next week for the 40th time. I was just like, what are we doing with Cameron Grimes? That's my Poor biggest Cameron thing.
1: Grimes. What sucks I was like- is coming back and it's, oh, they're using him the same. Like they haven't changed anything they've done with Cameron Grimes, which is unfortunate. I see right through this whole, I shoved you, you shoved me heat for next week thing. I don't think it works when it's arbitrary like that, right? It's you got to give me a little bit more than just, Hey, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Next Friday on SmackDown. I I don't buy that anymore. And while watching and reviewing the other product, the folks who do the nonchalant let's just book a match thing are killing it. I'd rather have that than just this sort of, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Then I'll see you next week. Like you got to do more than just, nah. Blah. Humbug. Blah. blah, blah. Sorry, Mikey. (laughs)
0: I've missed you so much, honestly. Hey, good to be back with you. Hey. (laughs) After we get this set up for next week. Okay, so we got to talk about this in-ring segment. Bobby Lashley (laughs) and the suit profits, right? This first half of it. Suit suit profits? That's what I'm calling them from now on. I like suit
1: profits. Suit profits makes me happy.
0: So... You know, I thought we were going to do something with them leading into Fastlane in October. And then since then, we really haven't had much to do with them. So, sure. And Bobby Lashley says the same thing as he's running these two. 2023 wasn't really my year. I found the scathing line to be dramatic when he said, not because I didn't work hard, but just because of reasons. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, I was like, you're not uh-huh. wrong, Bobby. I feel uh-huh. you. I feel like all 2023, we haven't used him properly. But then he's, you know what, 2024 is here. We're going to be making moves, which then allows Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford to chime in. This was weird. <laughs> I don't... The,
1: teaming it with making them the suit profits, one, and teaming up with Bobby Lashley took all the, dare I say, swagger and the riz, as the kids say, Out of these two, right? Their promos are just straightforward, off-the-tape things. They're giving it all to Bobby, letting Bobby have all that charisma and presence, which we know Bobby already has. It's muted the two of them, which makes me sad because that's not who I think they are or want to be. And it just comes off as artificial, best to say it. And nothing against them because they're easily two of the most talented men on the roster easily in the top 10 for me, what they can do and what I've seen them do. But I wonder if Bobby Lashley is even speaking to that a little bit, like for reasons, like the three of us weren't used and worked properly. I would almost wager that all three of them were in that thought when he said it. Yeah. I don't know. I just was left like, okay, why? Where, what are we doing? Give me a reason, give me a reason to care other than I love you. Which might be the most poetic thing we've ever said
0: here on Bicon. <laughs> I'm just imagining like Patrick Starfish. I love you. I love you. <laughs> but it's true though. Like we like yeah. Bobby Lashley. We like the suit profits. Like we like all three of them, and we want to see better things for me. Yeah, for not me, for them. I want to see yeah, better but, things yeah. for them. Well, yeah, it makes your life better if they're doing better. <laughs> And it, it 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 hurts because Bobby Lashley can still go in the ring. The street profits were one of the hottest things to come from NXT, and I feel like over the last two or three years, like they've been watered down on the main roster, which and I they, don't understand. We the brakes on them, and then they just gone, and
1: that's a shame. I don't know, man. I don't want to go full conspiracy this early on, and and full Pepe Silva like we say on the other show, but. It could be meddling from years ago, not knowing what to do with them. Again, we've talked about the misuse of people of color who are talented, not getting the limelight in certain ways that they should. I I don't know. There's something not quite right with the way that they've been marginalized into the mid card.
0: And I thought we were going to have a longer feud between them and LWO. But then again, once Fastlane was over, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I was completely off base with that Uh one. (laughs) Come on, Papa H. Papa H. Make us something happen, huh? And I want to be fair. This is the first episode of 2024. We still have a long year ahead of us, so hopefully no. something no. happens with them. Yeah. But ultimately, at least this week, this was just to set up the debut for Carrie <laughs> Cross's new faction, which I actually, re- I really enjoyed that like video before they all came out, and I was like, if this yeah. is how we're entering every single time this faction comes out. I'm totally here for it. As Bobby and the Street Profits are done talking, then the lights go down a little bit. Then we see this countdown timer a la Twilight Zone and just various images of Karrion Cross and Scarlet just talking about it. Are you ready? I don't think they're ready. Basically, essentially that. And I was like, give <gasps> me. And then, yo, Karrion Cross is jacked. He comes out. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. bro, hit the gym. Dude, is <laughs> and he is massive. jacked. Scarlet dyed her hair. And I was just like, have we not seen him in a while? Has he been gone for a while? I don't want to even say a while. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been getting vignettes of him in videos and stuff like that. So, but I yeah. want to say this is the first time in a month or so that he's actually been okay. in person at a SmackDown show like this. One of, last, to, one of the last
1: SmackDowns that I was on before directing and taking my mini sabbatical for here, Karrion Cross cut that awesome Hunt for Red October promo where it was almost like end of the world carrying cross. And we were like, Ooh, that's awesome. And my hope was there would have been more of that. And it sounds like there is maybe
0: twenty twenty-four. kind of with- has been, but I mostly know. in video packages. But we this is like the first in ring in person cool. thing. So like Scarlet comes out carrying comes out. Scarlet comes out. She dyed herself brunette, still wearing mm-hmm. very fire outfits. I'm just mm. like, oh, oh. hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then
1: back. We're, we're back to Patrick. I love you.
0: Exactly. And <laughs> then I already knew this because I clocked the silhouettes from the last promo we saw of with Carrie and Scarlet. But Paul Ellering comes out from behind Carrie and Cross. <laughs> and then the authors of pain jump the street profits and Bobby Lashley. <sighs> Those are some big boys, man. I've I miss the authors of pain. (laughs) So I have only
1: ever heard of said authors of pain, and I've seen like photos and quick clips. I've never seen them in the ring, so this was new for me. And I was those dumb boys are huge. That's some talented (laughs) big guys. So I was excited to see that for sure. I again, I wish. Yeah. Uh, I want a little bit more than just, I'm going to jump you during your promo. I need a little bit more than just, I'm going to shove you in the hallway. Maybe it's, maybe I was just expecting more coming from one promotion into this one, the way things have been done recently. But I like that Karen Cross is getting a little bit of run, getting a little bit more freedom to play. When we started, when I started here at the Biconics way back 18 months ago, We didn't know what to do with Carrying Cross. We were, who are you? What do you do? Who's your daddy? And what does he do? But now it seems like they might be giving him a shot to play and do something cool. And I hope that's true. And I'm excited to see AOP in the ring and the the mayhem. But again, this was just a promo. Show me stuff. I want to see more things.
0: Yeah. And so there have been a lot of other people that we follow along, like the Wrestle Talk boys, Simon Miller, just other places too. a lot of people are like, this is probably the last chance that Karrion Cross is going to get to go over with fans. I'm like, mm, I don't want to go. Well, I don't want to go that far. But, you know, I hope that this is not another start and stop for Karrion because that has happened to him a lot.
1: Yeah. It's booking, like we've talked about. They haven't really booked him. They want him to be one thing, which is apparently not what he is. Apparently, he's a funny, happy-go-lucky martial arts instructor. He's not this big, angry, over-the-top, intense guy. He can play that really well, but it's such a stretch for him. Maybe they're struggling against that. I don't know. Maybe we need another dude love. Like maybe we need to throw some good goofy wrestling in there and see what he does with that. I'm just thinking out of the box. I don't mind supervillain carrying cross, but I don't, I, I, like you said, it, it lends itself towards maybe starting and stopping. I I could be overthinking it. I could just be grumpy. Like I said,
0: I, I did enjoy this though. And so again, I do hope that this is not another start and stop and it does hopefully answer, it hopefully helps with what we were talking about. This does give Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits someone to feud with, which it looked Duncan, like mm-hmm. that downward spiral
1: Bobby threw. It did look like Bobby hit his head on the end of that. That juked me a little bit. I was like, Ooh, that looked like it hurt. I know. I was just like, <laughs> so, I mean, Karrion got up there, but it looked like at the last second, Karrion was like, uh, You're heavy. And this, oh no. I hope he's okay. I'm sure he's fine. But that was just one moment where I was like, Oh, uh.
0: Yeah, but again, if this means that we get these factions feuding with each other, that makes me excited because I do everybody involved with this. I'm happy to see Paul Ellering back on television. With yeah, a I, it's just a sentence I never thought I would say. Paul Ellering is on wrestling television in 2024. Going well, I got to I'm going to um, before I say this, I'm going to do something. Keep talking. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, As soon as I saw Paul Ellering, I was like, he's just missing a beard and he could be Professor's twin. (laughs) (laughs) You are the Paul Ellering of this Biconics podcast. Oh, you flatter me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to double check some stuff about Paul Ellering before I said what I was going to say.
0: While you do that, I'll go go over what happens after this. So this is the second recap that we got, this time focusing on AJ Styles. So we were brought back to last September when he was taken out of commission when Solo and Jimmy attacked him in the backstage area, which took him out of teaming up with John Cena to take them on at Fastlane because then L.A. Knight (laughs) took A.J.'s place leading into that feud or whatever. Yeah, I knew this. When
1: the casuals know this. You didn't need this.
0: No, and I still am of the disagreement. I was just like, AJ's kind of being petty right now because he said the reason he attacked LA Knight two weeks ago is because LA Knight took his spot. I'm like, AJ, like you were out of commission. You got the snot beat out of you. Solo Sokoa jumped from the top of the cases backstage and like full on like Samoan dropped on top of you. What you think was going to happen?
1: I think that's a petty kayfabe reason. I think in reality, they, they just booked it incorrectly and they got to say something. They're always trying to play the hot hand. They probably played it at the wrong time because 2023, nobody expected LA Knight. And LA Knight came through like a train and just barreled through all these plot lines. And some folks got left in the wake. Like
0: Mm -hmm. the OC OC who's no longer with AJ Styles and now that's changed. changed. It's weird. I'm just like, so Mia is, Meechan is their leader. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm so confused. What I'm saying is like, all of a sudden,
1: Knight changed the whole landscape, just being himself, and the fans went, yeah, we want that, not that, and that's going to create waves and other things like that. I'm pretty sure behind the scenes, I'm sure there might be some pettiness or whatever, but in the end, AJ is a professional. But again, all that aside, we didn't need this. Even the casuals know this. Or you could have done all three of these segments in 45 seconds and been done with it.
0: Yeah, do a super cut. That would have been the easiest thing to do. We're not done with these recaps. We got one more later in the show, but we leave recap land behind because then we enter our WWE Women's Championship match where Meechin takes on the champion EO Sky. This match came about because Meechin pinned EO two weeks ago during that Miracle on 34th Street Ah. fight with all those women. Right. I was just like, I'm like, all right, Mia, it is your time, girl. Like, I need you to shine. And the first couple of minutes were a struggle. But then once we got past that, I was just like, yeah, this is the reason why I'm yelling at the rooftops. I'm like, give me a chance. I thought the first half of this was
1: really start and stop and a lot of miscues. Mm -hmm. They were waiting for each other a lot. There was a lot of I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for this thing. I think Minchin was in her head personally. She went, she put her hair in a ponytail, tightened it, did the hip, did the rolling hip thing, came back, pulled her hair out, and threw the hair tie, which, as acting teacher, just spoke to me like, you are all over the place. (laughs) You are not focused right now. I don't know if there was, again, you always want to one, you always wonder if it's, was it cut for time? Did they move the slot? Did they this or this? I will say, up until this point, the bell rings. We've had 50 minutes and one match. There's been 50 minutes of SmackDown by this point, and one match that had a commercial in the middle of it. So already that momentum is down, and the Vancouver crowd was bored. You did not win them back, sadly, those first few. You got them at the end. The sort of, all right, let's go home moves at the end were clean and and worked really well. There was something really good. I can't see it in my notes. I don't know where it is in my notes. There's one or two cool things that happened there at the end for sure that I, I liked. The announce table was really trying to keep them on track. Everyone was really pumping life into this thing, and it and it. I'll be kind. The second half of this was much better than the first 10, 15 moves. It was like, what are they doing?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I'm just saying, and I'm not blaming EO or Mia in this case, because hmm, it seems like things were a little bit rocky to begin with, because you never let Nietzsche wrestle. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's only been the last couple of weeks that she's actually been in the ring and not, being squashed by damage control half the time like Zelina Vega is. Oh, my poor babies. Zelina and Mia have been used as cannon fodder for the last couple of weeks, and I want more for them so badly. It's neither here nor there.
1: I don't talk it up to her at all. It's a professional. I'm sure she's great, and I've seen her do other matches better than this one. (laughs) I wonder if it was just some miscues and some misunderstanding at the top could be anything. So I don't fault them. I try never to fault them. Fault a professional cause I'm just a bald dude sitting in my gaming chair. You're a light you're our light skinned Paul
0: Ellery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: okay with I, if I look that Hall of Famer, if I get that salt and pepper look, I'll be just fine with that. I have no problem <laughs> with that. Yeah, just a tough sell and and the crowd was totally tuned out, which was sad to see.
0: Again, I, this crowd was I was like, what happened? You guys like Canada is usually pretty good when we to, any company visits. I don't know what happened with you guys. today. Something, something got them angry.
1: Something got them disinterested. It could have been all the recap promos. <laughs>
0: I like, uh, we don't need exactly. A few things I did. I love the styles clash from the rope for Mia onto EO was great. Yeah, that was cool. The selling of. Meghan eating the floor when she dived down the ring. I was just like <laughs> I was like, yo, that was violent. <laughs> that was vicious.
1: Yeah, that got her. That was a good one. I can't I don't I thought I took notes on it. There's one or two there's something else I remember being like, "Oh, that was cool near the tail end of this." But
0: but of course, yo yeah. ends up doing what she does best by picking up the win and she mm-hmm. retains the WWE Women's Championship. Overall, I just happy to see me, Michin, Mia. I still hate the name, but you know what? she says that's what she picked for w- her wWE name, so I will abide by it. I still like her original Mia Yim, which is what she normally goes by. Why'd she change the name? I don't, for probably for like purposes for WWE to be able to monetize things like <laughs> all right, I guess so. I guess so. But Mrs. Keith Lee did great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Keith Lee. I hope I like Keith Lee, okay. too. And I hope you're all right, Keith Lee. You're never going to see this. I hope you're all right, Keith Lee. <laughs> We're worried about you over here by kind seriously. But this was an OK match. I enjoyed seeing Mia get time, but hopefully we get to see her used more, even if it's not in title pictures, because. I'll be honest, though, because of the Charlotte getting hurt, that pro- has probably thrown a lot of things out of whack. Oh, and she.
1: about what was that? The after the. Maybe the first quarter of this, something happened to Min Jin's costume. Totally. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God, please don't be like a wardrobe thing. We
0: can't have another Janet Jackson situation on our hands. And
1: she's trying so hard to cover it. And and Eo's guys just selling on the ground.
0: Oh, okay. EO's doing her best to be like, all right, let's hide this as best as we can.
1: Runs to the ref, cuts commercial. I
0: was like, "Eh, oh, okay." And then we're like, we're back. I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Man, well, I, I
1: just I th- I wonder if she was in her head, it just speaks to me like there was something else going on. So I'm, I can't fault them for that.
0: No, but yeah, a lot has happened. Also, side note, shout out to Shotzi who got married a couple weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shotzi, my friend, we were in a movie, which is on <laughs> not to which if you have various streaming apps, you can go out there and find it. It
0: exists. Shotzi's a, great in it. It's a beautiful thing. From here, we head backstage where Paul Heyman cuts a promo. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay, no interview, no nothing. It was just him in front of the camera. And all There's this amount, this- yeah, all this amount to is like hyping, like the talking about the Rocks return from Monday Night Raw, which, listen, me and Minnie covered it. Go watch the review. But we said, and we come to find out later, that segment went over 10 minutes longer than it was supposed to, which is why the women's tag team match got cut by a lot of minutes. That's I was like, Ugh, rock. I love you, but that was rude. <laughs> so I was
1: interested. I want to talk about this because this is something that WWE did in the nineties where they would do the false lead where sort of the dude. And we take you now backstage where Paul Heyman is Paul. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think? Where Heyman is obviously pre-taped. Obviously are there like doing the meandering thing. And it was something I haven't seen in modern WWE used quite this way. Something else they do later on tonight is something that was a throwback for me as well, which I was going to talk about. It came off a little artificial to me, but Heyman is a pro. And Heyman nails these every single time. I was all fired up about it. I was very much interested in it. To the point where I did not need the three-minute recap of The Rock returning five minutes later. (laughs) You're taking time away from your performers. You just had Paul Heyman talk about it at length. You just had Corey Graves and Patrick Connor talk about it. This already happened. Stop bringing it up. Grumbling. I mean, all this does set
0: up is the only way people can get relevancy is dating Taylor Swift and (laughs) challenging Roman Reigns. I was like, sure, fine. That was a
1: good. That was a good line, though. That was. Did enjoy that,
0: (laughs) and I've said my piece because me and Minnie discussed this during the RAW review with The Rock coming back, and everyone like threw a fit because the internet was on fire because half people are like, Rock should dethrone Roman, and I'm of the camp. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) I was like, why go from one part time champion to another one? I am still holding on to the prediction that Roman retains at Rumble. Rock versus Roman is at Elimination Chamber in Australia, because according to reports, Australia wanted the Rock. And then we get Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, where Cody needs to win the titles this year.
1: I and this is now me as actor going full actor conspiracy. I feel like it's John Cena and The Rock are here because of the sack strike. Because that no, strike happened.
0: And that's something we we talked about when we'll talk it came back over for the, the summer. summer, yeah.
1: So pr- projects got cut, calendars got pushed back, people got to make money, the rock has alimony and other things to pay. <laughs> <laughs> the rock has mortgages and businesses that are working or not working if you read all those things. The rock still has to send money to Hawaii. If so, there's some stuff there that I'm sure the rock is I need a bit of a steady income for a while. I'm in better shape now than I ever was 20 years ago because I'm in that Hollywood HGH scene, which doesn't take anything away from how much work out, how much working and working out you have to do to look like The Rock does at age 50, whatever. And The Rock still has it. And I bet The Rock moves great in the ring. It just comes off to me like, uh, hey, I'm going to go dip my hand into this other thing. And do it part time, it's it's not full time for you anymore. So, th- I'm torn too because there's a part of me that would love to see. I think the chance to do it was what a year ago when we had yeah, that, in that Hollywood,
0: which is that, like the perfect
1: time we had that tribal chief match, or even when it was like fine, then get all the family, put them up there on the ramp, and have them watch these two go at it. Instead, we got whatever the hell that thing was, which we talked about at that. I don't know. I There's a part of me that's, yeah, The Rock beats Roman, and then Cody has to go after The Rock. I don't hate that, because then Roman has to come back.
0: Yeah, there's but, a lot of things mm, that can happen. That's I'm, of- yeah, realistically, I would like my idea to be followed. You could still have Rock sure. and Roman. A lot of people want to see it at WrestleMania. I'm like, I understand why people want to see it, but then if it's Rock versus Roman, where do you put Cody on the card? Is it like a triple threat? Like, because then you also have to play into the other rumor is your other big main event for the main men's titles is punk is supposed to win the rumble and it's punk versus Seth at WrestleMania,
1: which is going to man. That's going to be all the drama.
0: (laughs) I'm excited for it, but yeah, I think that feud is going to be great, but There's a lot of moving pieces here. And unfortunately, we can speculate all we want. We won't. Once we get past the rumble to see who leaves that match, I still think Roman's leaving that fatal forward with the title. But you know what? At this point in 2024, I'm entering it with the mindset of anything can happen. Yeah.
1: Cody's never going to finish the story. Just let's just come to terms with Cody will never finish the story. And every time Cody goes to finish the story, someone will come out of retirement to get in the way. Like, that's going to be the next 10 years of Cody's career.
0: I know. Well, (laughs) Again, we shall see what happens. I'm hoping. I just saw
1: your part of your heart go and break off the other.
0: I'm waiting to. Once we get past the rumble, then I'll see what plans are going to be laid. It's early in the
1: year. It's early in the year. You're right. It's
0: literally just the first episode of 2024 for SmackDown. So who knows what's going to happen But we're already seeing 2023 SmackDown rear its ugly head still. Uh And that was more evident when we got backstage with more damage control versus Bianca Belair. I'm going (sighs) to burn the world down segment. So I was just like, again, I think Charlotte getting hurt threw things for a loop. But this is, I've had the same issue, like Bianca versus any form of damage control is lazy booking, in my opinion. And it's the same issue that I had with Raw, where it was Judgment Day versus any iteration of Jay Uso, Cody Rhodes, and Sami Zayn. For the whole entire fall, I kid you not, the Judgment Day w- would take on some form of those three. And I was just like, really? We can't do anything? Oh, why? whatever. It is it is what it is, and that's how we feel. Again, I feel Charlotte getting hurt through things for a loop, because I think the plan was Charlotte versus Bianca in a non-title match to see who is you know, the best wrestler right now, Charlotte being from one generation and then Bianca being this newest generation of being the best, which would have been a great match. But unfortunately, Charlotte getting hurt has thrown that for a loop. Sure. I'm like, I'm like, fine. So this, all this did was set up Bailey versus Bianca again next week. Wow. But what I did appreciate, though, is Dakota Kai gaslighting Bailey, She's like, hey, listen, Io mm. says something in Japanese. And Dakota, you just said that you need to take care of this Bailey, this Bianca problem, and you're the perfect person to do it. I was like, ooh, the slow kicking her out of the group is about Um, to go down soon. Yeah, I I
1: agree with everything you said, and we'll see. Again, none of the major promotions know how to book the women and how to to make it work, and none of them are willing to take a risk, ever. I saw a few new things in the Miracle on 34th Street matches. That was cool, some of the things that happened there, but
0: where Ugh. is Isla Dawn and Alba Fire? They made an appearance during that Street Fight. Where have they been? They came out of, presents. they came out of presents and attacked Oscar. They attacked Oscar and they attacked Kyrie. I was like, "Ooh, are we setting up this feud?" And then they weren't anywhere here. No, no promo, no video package, like nothing. I was like, "What? What? <laughs> Fine, whatever." Weird. It is weird. From here, we get settled into our tag team match, Pretty Deadly versus Butch and a partner of his choosing, which stems from Pretty Deadly. This has been a weird saga. So it was Butch and Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland Mm -hmm. during Ridge Holland up and left Butch and they broke up. Ridge is now back in NXT, which is a thing to see. Sheamus is still out in injury. So who knows how long that's going to be? So there was they broke up. They broke up. So Really? I'm not going to go into too much detail. We can talk after is. And and so Seamus is out. Rich Holland is in NXT right now doing something. And I'll fill you in on what that was because me and Will threw a fit at first. And then we're more okay with it. But it's crazy. So now it's just brawling brute? It's just Butch. (laughs) But it seems now because now, like I said, two weeks ago, pretty deadly attacked Butch backstage. And then Butch, who obviously fought back. Nick Aldis said that he needs to find a tag team partner. And then he'll face pretty deadly at the New Year's Revolution Smackdown episode, which we saw, and his set tag team partner is coming back, coming the call up from NXT, Tyler Bate. Our little strong boy, as we call him around here. So who
1: I have on the, I don't know, the three episodes of NXT I've watched over the last nine months. I apologize. I'm sorry. Who I have seen and who I have thought great things of. I was very excited to see him and wanted to see more of him. Dude's great. He's doing crazy stuff all the time. I'm pretty deadly. We're great. I like pretty deadly a lot. I'm always happy to I see do them. I do too. I, don't, I love so them funny. so much. They oversell everything. They're hysterical. I love the, the slow-mo they enter. Heels. Who can so wrestle? They were perfect for it. And it's great seeing the Brits go British and just kill it. Like They were fantastic. I I thought this was a lot of fun. There was the first five or six catch wrestling moves that Tyler Bates was doing on Pretty Deadly was just a lot of fun. That dual... What was that dual power bomb thing that they did together at the end? I, they had a name for it and I forgot it, but I remember watching it like, what are we doing? I have not seen one of those in maybe ever, if I had ever... But <laughs> and seeing two... I'm going to say this properly. Men of smaller stature. And I don't mean... I just mean that like that because they're both yoked and way stronger than I'll ever be doing that move together. there's some power there. That was a lot of fun. This match was great. This match brought me back up like, Oh, that was fun. It was less than six minutes.
0: Yeah. I was just like, it, man, really fine. It was whatever. less than
1: six. Boom. And it was over. And I was like, and there was a commercial three minutes in.
0: It made no sense. I was just like. Three minutes
1: commercial, and then we had two minutes and 45 seconds, and then it was done. I was like, why was this so short? I want to watch this for 20. You needed momentum here. You got to get the fans back in. You got the fans back in, and then it's over. What?
0: Why? I And this is something (sighs) that I always bring up around Rumble season. WWE has a really hard time of trying to find things to do until the Rumble because unless you are in a title picture, so Kevin Owens, at least right now, is not in the Rumble. Neither is Logan. Uh Roman, LA Knight, Randy, and AJ are probably not going to be in the Rumble either. So then I'm trying to figure out, all right, which one of the women's titles is about to go, which one of the women's titles is about to be defended at Rumble, and I think it's going to be EO versus Bianca at the Rumble, which I'm like, Fine, whatever. I still hold the hope that Bailey is winning the Women's Rumble this year. <laughs> B- that
1: Bailey's winning?
0: I think Bailey's going to win because then you tell the Didn't story. She has this. You Bailey know, just
1: won two years ago. Didn't Bailey just win?
0: Becky won two years ago and then Becky I won forgot. two years ago. Yeah, Becky won two years ago. Bianca won last year. And then when was I thought Bailey won one. Didn't Bailey win one? She probably am did, I, but it's been a I while. Crazy?
1: I don't know. They're all too many. Becky. Oh, no, I
0: take that back. Rhea won last year because she challenged Charlotte because that was the nose ring match. And then, yeah, Rhea started at number one and she made it all the way to the end, which was great. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. That was a year ago. My goodness. So much has happened. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, (laughs) moving on.
0: So. Again. Again. Happy to see Tyler Bates on the main roster yeah, now. Yeah. Hopefully, him and Butch stick around as a tag team until Sheamus comes back. And if we get the new brawling brutes with Tyler, Butch, and Sheamus, that is a force to be reckoned with.
1: Dude, I
0: like this Tyler. I like this Tyler Bates kid. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we get the final recap this time with LA Knight of why we have him in this match. Again, it did not need to be like three whole, four whole minutes. I was just like, no. oh. We- it was what it was. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's the same thing I had for AJ and the Randy Orton when I was like, fine. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What was this Ashanti promo about? OK, so let's talk about this real quickly. So we're Cause... back. We're backstage in Nick Aldis's office. And yeah. so Nick is on the phone. He's hang on. I have someone coming in right now. I'll call you later and then right. w- walks in. Come walks in. Ashanti the Adonis, formerly with Hit Row. We haven't seen him on television since <laughs> being called, hired back and not being jobbed out on SmackDown. This was really weird. And how do I put this? I like Ashanti. I know what he can do. When 205 Live was a thing and he was in the cruiserweight division with Cedric Alexander, I thought they all did great hmm. things. I don't know where this is going, but I know I'm like, I smell triple H all over this because I was like, I think this is really weird to see him get like this solo spotlight. He hasn't been on television, but basically this boiled down to is that Ashanti wants a chance and he wants to prove himself and Nick all this is cool. I got a couple of ideas. Let's figure out what we're going to go. So who knows where, what this is going to happen. I want to see Ashanti in the ring and wrestle because he's great. It's just that he really hasn't had a chance outside of being sure. in squash matches with Hit Row when they were a thing. And I don't, And Hit, Hit Row is gone, correct? Technically. Yeah, because AJ Francis, the big guy, is gone. Right. But Ashanti and B-Fab are still there. B-Fab hasn't okay. been seen on television for a while either. Because right.
1: so. I don't even remember the last time I saw Hit Row. And maybe I just didn't
0: know that Ashanti was Hit Row. <laughs> but I'd heard of Ashanti. I was like, I know who you are.
1: Hit Row could have been a thing,
0: but their biggest mistake was when they let go of Swerve when he was in WWE. I was was
1: gonna say that was Swerve's thing. So
0: many, and again, this is how
1: mismanagement screws you years later, right? I'm okay with this. I think it's funny how it's. I want to be given a chance. Okay, we'll give you a chance, and it's the smallest twenty second promo of the night. (laughs) Let's just shoehorn that in there. Potentially, I could have watched more of this, but again. We're blah, 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 angry. Blah. That's maybe that's what. If you're spicy, Mikey, then I'm grumbly John, and I could do it no, like no, all. No. We got to
0: make the noise every time.
1: <laughs> and now, grumbly John. Blah, you see when you do wrestling shows, you got yes! to. I don't. I would have watched more of Shanti Put him on the screen. Yes. Mm, yes mm, yeah. We're gonna get you like a hat or some sort of prop. <laughs> <laughs> a hat, the corn cob pipe, something that doesn't get us demonetized. <laughs>
0: We're gonna get you the corn crop. That's what we're doing now. That's the prop. I'm gonna my united wrestling. I look like Paul <laughs> Ellering. Yeah, I love it so much. But then we, after the bumpers, we roll into our main event: the number one contenders triple threat to see who will face Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles versus LA Knight versus Randy Orton. This got a lot of time <laughs> before we got to the ending.
1: This got and- a lot of time, and they misused the first five minutes of it.
0: Uh, how is the first is happening?
1: The, the first five minutes of this match was a mess. Oh, my goodness. And it wasn't, and I like spot fests. I have no problem with spot fests. I think they forgot to do the spot fest, and then they started a spot fest and half-assed it. My take, going back and re-watching it, was that, they knew how this was ending, so they half-heartedly went into it. Does that make sense? The, I think all three of them had some cool stuff ready, and then they, figured, then they learned how the ending was going to go. And once that trigger got pulled, they went, oh, then why am I, what are we doing? So I think the three of them lifted each other up. I think they were supporting each other because there was some great selling in here. They did some great spots. AJ went, Took about ten years off his life and did some beautiful stuff. That I guess that's five forty, whatever that boom boom off that rope out of nowhere was wild. Randy Orton has not aged. This is going to be great forever. He is so Knight. yoked now. <laughs> L- Young dudes, ja jacked. La like, night. Oh my. <laughs> LA Knight could work a crowd. If there was one person in that arena, they'd be all for it. So everyone, they they found their moments and their professionals and they're great. I think they went to the table one too many times. And then lo and behold, we went back to the table, which we'll talk about.
0: (laughs) I was trying to figure out. I was like, all of a sudden, LA Knight is bleeding. I'm like, what the? Happens? What
1: happened? And that was the four. That five forty four arm. That forearm yeah, okay. clipped him.
0: I thought that's what it was. I was like, Ooh. damn, he is bleeding, and he's not and even. He's let's just go.
1: Because <laughs> when they slow it down, they only slowed it down once. When you slow it down, you see him go. Oh, f. f-. He's uh, not to get us the amount of times he drops the f bomb. Boom. Oh, because it gets him square. Ugh. And the moment it cuts away, a second later, blood. Because that's elbows to the up here. They hurt. <laughs> Sure, kids, when you take an elbow to the eyebrow, is gonna bleed a lot. <laughs> this new character is gonna ruin Biconics. I'm sorry, Mikey.
0: So, no, we need more theater. 2024, I want more theater mm, in our reviews. More theater. <laughs> more theatricality. As the TikTok sound, more passion. More passion. <laughs> more, pa- more passion, more <laughs> passion. I so they were
1: waiting for each other at the top. They weren't really quite sure what they want to do, how they wanted to do. I think when they got to the second half of the match where they were just riffing, it really clicked and they were having a blast. And then a a horrible way to end SmackDown happens.
0: Let's just get into it. Halfway through, the final boss of a bootleg Final Fantasy game (laughs) hits... I still could say this to this day. Rowan Reigns' entrance music, I was like, this is the booth like version of what a Final Fantasy boss oh, final boss music so, is. Okay. More specifically, playing. this is what they were trying to replicate Kefka's boss music, it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's
1: replaying the remastered ones of those right now, so that's really funny. You bring that up. Yeah, that's now that's all I'm gonna see.
0: I'm not wrong in it. But anyway, nope. so the tribal chief Rowan Reigns, along with Solo Sokoa, <sighs> And Jimmy Uso, they all come down to the ring and literally they just beat the tar out of AJ and Randy and L.A. Knight. And basically this ends in a no contest. Roman Reigns thought he was slick because he's preventing a number one contender to face him at Roman. Because the whole thing is Nick Aldis has been setting this all up without running it by Roman Reigns. And Nick Aldis is just, I'm not Adam Pierce, I'm not a little wuss, I'm not gonna let you bully me into doing this, which I'm here for. I'm like, bro, you better be careful. Like, even though he's in the suit, Nick Aldis is still be filling that suit. I'm like, he is, mm-hmm. that is a massive man. Mm-hmm. Nick James is very lucky. I'm just, kidding. I mean,
1: Pierce was not a small man either. So, Pierce is gone now, so now it's Pierce Nick? is the. Oh, okay,
0: okay. So let me fill you. So <laughs> I if you, just, so I, I was going to ask this, but I don't. We could take this off. I don't want to take up time. I'll give but you more details. But Nick Aldis is the general manager of SmackDown. Adam Pearce got a promotion, and he is the general manager of Monday Night Raw okay so he is monday night raw's general manager figure and he's actually like doing pretty good i him like and chelsea that, green right him and chelsea green are having like a feud right now it's great to watch but yeah triple okay. h brought in nick aldis to be smackdown general manager nick aldis is cool nick aldis fills out a suit and, and looks like a manager
1: well, like a dude knew, to be in charge
0: wrestle mickey james is very lucky to have him as his husband <laughs> well
1: yeah i i think that there's in his, just in his performance from One Night of What I Saw Alone is totally dialed into the, the script and the given circumstances and all the acting stuff you want to talk about. Eye contact, breathing, dialed in. in my opinion, he saved this because he did. I, oh,
0: absolutely. I tuned
1: out. I was done. I wanted nothing. I saw them come down. I saw them do this. I was like, why? This makes no sense. This helps none of you. It's, everything about it for me was like, this is awful. You gave us three recaps on all three of these guys that we didn't need. You gave us like a a match.
0: And this way.
1: (laughs) And it, it would have been different if it was like, I'm here to pick who I want. If Roman interfered and got someone over
0: someone because he wanted, No, it was just I'm going to whatever. We're just going to destroy everyone. And he, literally this ha- this was a Roman Reigns throwing a tantrum because Nick Aldis was being a general manager and doing things for the brand My, and dumb. not running it by Roman. And so Roman thought he was slick by letting this match happen. And literally without verbally saying it said, I'm going to ruin everything for SmackDown. So Nick walks up to
1: Heyman. The camera catches it. I wish there was a better mic on the camera because folks, I think folks might have missed it otherwise. Saying, fine, you want this. Fine, it's a fatal four-way for the title. And like books it. But the way he goes heads up with Heyman and the way Heyman sells it at the end of that, I think saved the fact that this was dud of an ending for SmackDown. This was not the ending that you should have had your first SmackDown of 2024 and you're trying to get this momentum to the Rumble. I I just <laughs> maybe I'm dated old man, but it was like the moment Roman and the Bloodleg came out, I was like, I'm done. I'm bored. I almost turned off my TV when Logan Paul walked in the first five minutes. I almost turned it off the moment Roman Reigns was walking down the
0: ramp. Like, why?
1: Where are we going,
0: folks? ah, Again, I'm just like, all right, fine, sure, whatever. It is what it is. But what I will say is that, again, I agree with you, Nick to Saved this. He so saved to, it. Yeah. To basically explain what happens. If it had just, if it had just been Paul Heyman glaring at the camera
1: and then the got to black, I'd be like, I'm not watching SmackDown for three weeks. I'll see you at the Rumble. But with Nick just kind of dropping it the way he did and being having an authority there. Not that Adam Pierce didn't because Adam Pierce had those moments too, but this was in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Save that whole beat at the end where I was like, all right, that's an interesting choice. What the hell does that mean? How's that even going to work? Is that going to be, is that the same? No DQ if it's a four way. And then you just, you still have the bloodline there. And then you have the, so really, it's a three on three for the title. Wait, what? I'm interested to see. They're professionals. They're better than me. We'll see where they go. But booking wise, I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. So ultimately, this sets up a fatal four way at Rumble. So Roman has to defend that title against Randy, L.A. Knight and AJ Styles. But the bloodline Ah, are going to be there and it's no DQ and they can't not interfere. I'm wondering if Roman is going to pull what he did at WrestleMania, where he was in a triple threat against Daniel Bryan and Edge. And then he they all knocked each other out. And then he took both of them, stacked them on top of each other and pinned both of them at the same time. So he's
1: going to pin all all three of those guys.
0: Realistically, yeah, Randy Orton and L.A. (laughs) That's one thought. But honestly, if I'm looking at this match, I'm not going to lie. I think A.J. might be taking the pin if it's just one person because you don't want L.A. to get pinned. Randy, sure. you don't just want to pin back. Randy right now. He Randy just, just got, got back. Back. So I think AJ has to take the pin, unfortunately. And poor
1: AJ. AJ's it's getting bad. stomped. AJ's been getting stomped on for a year. I don't know. Again, you've written yourself into a corner. Where are you going? I don't think there's any way anyone comes out of that fatal forward looking strong. You're gonna have to. I, I'll take that back. It's gonna be a lot of work to make one guy look the strongest. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, it's hard to articulate because I'm just so dumbfounded.
0: <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, but hey, it's Unless we get told otherwise when we get to the. You Are you okay grumble. with You seem okay with this. You don't seem nearly as grumbly as I do. Honestly, if I was going to be honest, because I had originally planned for it to be just Roman versus Randy one on one, which I thought Randy was going to win this triple threat, but apparently now we're getting to fatal four way. So I'm like, Okay, I have to again, we're playing the wait and see game, and I say that a lot here, but I need to see how we build towards said a fatal four way outside of everyone. I'm trying to think. Randy has never faced Roman in this current iteration. L.A. Knight lost at Crown Jewel. And I don't remember if no, I think A.J. did go up against tribal chief Roman Reigns once before in the three years that we've had this character. But my memory is not the best right now. There's lots of options, but I don't know. I want to see how we build towards this match because if they can build it to be somewhat decent and coherent of a story, then I'll be more invested in this. I'm trying to be fair, but if this ends up being a train wreck, I am going to call it out when we get to our Rumble review at the end of month because I'll be like, this was garbage. This was trash. Why did we have this to begin with?
1: And they've set themselves up to do this all uphill, right? You You don't have which they do this anyway, but like margin of error, right? Like, how are you going to do this? Roman Reigns defeated AJ Styles back September 2022 in Canada at the really WWE live? Oh, no, at a house show. So that was a house show. Never televised. They've never met each other televised, Mikey. Okay. so Ever, Ever. Wow. Or at least... Ooh, hang on. I'm doing research for me. All of them. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> Cutting edge podcasting, folks. I apologize.
0: I was hey, intrigued, you,
1: too, because.
0: Yeah, but you know what, though? It needs to be said and needs to be done because we're setting this up. But we could talk more off camera. So let's get into the final verdict of this week's episode of SmackDown and the first of the year. Here at the Friday Night Faction, we will use out out of 10 minis. Unfortunately, he's not here, but we can represent many in this particular way. Out of 10 minis, I'll go first. I didn't think it was horrible, but I have a lot of questions. A lot of things felt like we were cut for time. And just I didn't need all those recaps leading into a main event that I knew was going to go left as soon as I saw Roman Reigns appear at the beginning of the show. And then we mm-hmm. didn't get no nothing of him until the end. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I'm going to give this like a six out of ten minis for this SmackDown. I thought well, they hyped this up to be New Year's Revolution's version of SmackDown. And all three WWE shows had a like big hype up in this. This is a special TV episode. And I think one out of three of them were successful. NXT was all over the map. Unfortunately, this was not my cup of tea. And even though nothing really of importance really happened on Monday Night Raw, that pretty much was the best thing to happen minus The Rock taking time away from a women's match, which I already clarified that earlier. But I give right. this a six out of 10. I, we have three weeks until the Rumble, so I'm hoping that we just don't spin our wheels here, which I feel like is what we're going to get the next three weeks. But my main focus is I want to see how they build up towards this Fatal Four way and what other storylines. again. I feel like our two main storylines are right now is Roman and probably Bianca versus Io at the Rumble. Actually, no, because Bianca's entering the Rumble, so never mind. Io right, may so not... She's, s- yeah. Mm. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which means probably Rhea will defend... I don't know anymore. No, actually, Rhea would probably defend the title against Nia Jax, now that I think about it, after Monday. <laughs> Which I don't I feel don't like they, they got, what, six...
1: They got six episodes. They got three Raw and three SmackDown to figure this out, heading into the Rumble.
0: Yes, yeah, we shall see.
1: For anyone interested, the last time that AJ Styles and Roman Reigns were in a televised match was Monday Night Raw 2019, where it was Styles, Reigns, and Seth Rollins versus Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre in a six person tag match. And then before that, they hadn't met one on they've never met one on one. They were in Survivor series together. In 2016, so they have not worked very much together at all, AJ Styles and Roman Reigns. So that's actually an interesting thing that you bring up. Anyway, back to this thing. I I don't think there was a stretch where we were doing really low-rated Smackdowns, <laughs> and during that time, I never wanted to give something a two, one, two or three, unless it was like egregious and someone got injured or hurt or something was dangerous or not safe in my opinion. So this one hovers around that like four, five, 4.5 and five. It's just low for me. I'm taking points off to compliments of JVL because the women did not get a run like they should have here. They got hosed. You didn't set either one of them up to succeed, you got the crowd. The crowd was just deflated by the time they got there. And as much as they tried, the women tried to bring them back up. They just couldn't. The booking was weird. The recaps were not needed. The commercials were heavy. And I don't want to be that guy that's always talking about the commercials. I get it. I'm watching it on a streaming platform and I can skip them. But if this had been 1999, I wouldn't have watched it. (laughs) I would have made it to minute 40 and been like, I've watched one match. I'm done. I'm going to go do something else. So this is a 4.5 minis, five minis-ish if I'm being forgiving and this, that hurts because there's some people on here who I really, I think the suit prophets should have done a little more. Carrying Cross showed up and even that felt muted to me. And I, they've dug themselves just enough of a hole going into rumble. Like they've the first shovel full of hole. You hope they don't dig it any further or that this is not a harbinger of things to come. There's the drama you wanted. Yeah, I fell flat. It was too bad yeah but aren't you glad
0: you're back to reviewing it
1: <laughs> hey,
0: I, I'm, I'm happy to, i'm happy to see you i'm happy to i think, run I, think up, I think that's the important you. bit smackdown <laughs> might be might not be the best every single week but the fact that i get to see you and Yo. Minnie and the crew gets back together again is more important to me than anything we can rant and rave kind. together which is which is great
1: absolutely I'm excited, and then and and maybe we got to do a watch along for the rumble. Maybe we
0: got to do that. I'm planning on it, so stay tuned. Ooh, that. let's go Check all it all out, that Seriously, yeah. You know, tell them where to find us. Heck yes. If you enjoyed this review and now that the Friday Night Faction Squad is reunited and it does feel oh so good, yeah. you can check out all the other reviews we have on the Viconix Wrestling YouTube channel because there's a lot of things, it's some good things, it's a lot of fun. You can follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod. You can even subscribe to our Patreon. We have a Patreon now. Oh, we so- do. Which is great. So if you want to get exclusive never before seen videos and get access to some really fun stuff like our AEW worlds and watch along we did, (laughs) which was a lot of fun and it got crazy (laughs) and we're planning to do one for hard to kill and we're planning to do one for the rumble. So if you want to see more unhinged versions of us that you you normally get during the reviews, make sure to subscribe to the Patreon. It helps out a lot.
1: we you know what we got to do. And I'll announce this to anyone who who watches this one, who hears this one. We got to go watch some wrestling movies and watch along <laughs> with wrestling movies on Patreon. That would be a lot of fun.
0: Oh, heck yes. Yeah. So go if you want to no see holds that,
1: barred, watch yep. no <laughs> holds barred. Oh my gosh. And some of these other things and
0: just, oh, that'd be fun. If you want to see that, y'all go subscribe to the Patreon. Cause once we start getting up there, we, we, we want to do more for y'all. Mm-hmm. And then of course Make sure to subscribe to wherever your favorite podcasting network is. The Bicottings Wrestling is on podcast forms now outside of our regular episodes for 2024. We even have audio versions of these reviews now, so it's a great thing. So if you can't sit and commit time to watching our beautiful faces, our voices will carry you through your day.
1: I love that it's, we have a podcast now. This started as a podcast. You would never know. (laughs) I mean, outside of our regular,
0: normal, like non-wrestling TV review, all the TV reviews now have audio versions. So if you can't sit and look at our beautiful faces, our voices will carry you through the day. If you can't stand our faces, listen to our voices. And we'll carry you through it all. (laughs) Professor, I have missed you on SmackDown. Oh, oh, it's great to see you. It was much worse. It is, and we you can look forward to seeing all of us hopefully next next time too for another SmackDown episode. But until then, remember take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, stay iconic, you beautiful peoples. We'll see you for the next one. But until then, tough for now.
1: Bye.